start recording again so that we don't have four minutes of... Hello. Hello. How come I can't hear anybody? This is driving me nuts. <laughs> Hello. We sang songs to you, but uh, we Did couldn't you? hear them. Dang. Yes. You know, Little bits of songs. Not entire songs. We hummed a lot. It's been a day, let me tell you. Hmm. I, uh... Just because we're podcasting doesn't mean you have to have Pufuanian animal adventures. <laughs> I'm tired of Pufuanian animal adventures. I have dealt with two baby possums. The skunk apparently got the chicken today, so then I had to take off her head because she was... Oh, it was terrible. I won't tell you because it was gross, but... I'm curious, even though I know you're saying you're not going to tell us, so I'm. you can ignore me. I heard... It attacked her face, and she was trying to breathe through the blood and gurgling, and it was just pathetic. And mm-hmm. and so I had to bring her over here and chop off her head. And that's an awful thing because they squirm and move, and oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So I really want the skunk. And then while I was off getting the skunk traps, the ground squirrel that's been eating our eggs attacked the chicken, the chicks. Oh. They went. You are nuts. having no luck. Yeah, it's crazy. I had different Pufuanian adventures this weekend. Yeah, your bike wouldn't start. Yeah, the last time I brought my scooter home, I don't remember if it was Friday evening or Saturday sometime, it stopped, uh, as it's been doing occasionally over the last month or so. Um, But since it was in the place where I normally park it anyway, I just left it that way. And then... Because usually it kind of fixes itself if I wobble it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there must be some sort of contact in the engine that's not working or something. I don't know. Sounds but like. To this morning, I couldn't get it to start, so I had to take the bus to work. Although, when I tested it um, after getting home just now, it seems to run again. So. <laughs> oh, don't, don't you just love problems that are intermittent? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. So easy to troubleshoot. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I'm uh, staring at my Facebook because in all of the mix-up and this and that, I went off the fic and onto Facebook. Because, oh, I know, because when I restarted my computer, it made me sign back in. Okay. And there's a volcano in the Galapagos Islands that just erupted for the first time in 33 years. So our world is a moving. We have a volcano erupting in the ocean about 300 miles off our coast right now. Hmm. And we had several earthquakes. So, Scott, you should be prepared for an earthquake because I'm thinking we're we're in line for one. I see. And the last time I said that, it was a seven point something earthquake. So you need to stop saying things like that, then. <laughs> bad Sue. Bad Sue. Well, it's bad. bad we don't get earthquakes here because we're not on a fault line. Mm-hmm. Occasionally there are tornadoes, but I don't think there've been any up this far recently. Well, that's good. Although we did have a dust storm at work today, and we just sort of mm-hmm. uh, happened to glance out the window at some point in the afternoon, and there was no uh, library across the street anymore because you couldn't <laughs> see anything. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank you. No. We have not had any earthquakes recently. As I say that, we are now going to get one within the next week. Yes, I know that's how the world works. Sorry, Oklahoma. (laughs) It's my fault. You'll have to report back next time and see whether it did. However, we have been getting rain. And I actually have not had any Pufuanian adventures this week. It's been nice. How was the run fair? 
Renfair was very good. Uh, I mostly I spent my money on two categories, music and food. Yeah, that's good. Good things to spend on, yeah. Had really good cream soda, and I looked up the the company. Mm-hmm. It's family-owned, and they're out of Illinois. And apparently they do sell, like, a gallon's worth of either their cream soda or their root beer. Nice. And I was, I'd have to compare to see what, how it all breaks down price-wise, but it might just be more cost-effective. And if it's not, it'd only be by a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it would taste better than pretty much anything, anything you around get. here. And you're supporting local small businesses, which is a wonderful thing. Well, it's not really local, but it's a small well, business. It's fairly local. Illinois. Ish. I'm reaching. Give me a break. <laughs> You're reaching really far. But since and apparently I'm... a lot of butterbeer recipes start with cream soda, so, you know, mm-hmm. there's always that. But, yeah, I mean, one of the brewing companies back home mm-hmm. does root beer as a kind of on, a side, on the side and also as a way of making money. Mm-hmm. So they can do all their fun stuff. Right. So I got really used to, to that back home and. To good root beer? Yes. But I just, I prefer cream soda. It doesn't give me the burps quite so bad. Mm-hmm. And. I don't really like the flavor of cream soda mostly. I, I've never come to enjoy it. But then I don't drink a lot of sodas of any kind really. Mostly ginger ale and things like that. If I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Cream soda and root beer are about as much as I ever do. If I'm doing soda, I go for clear. I found a new love, though. It's called horchata. And it's Mexican. I think it's almond. Hmm. And it's wonderful. I looked up how to make it one day, and it was harder than I thought it would be. But we get it when we go out for Mexican food, and now I found a little local place that has it, too. Oh, that's cool. It is, yeah, it's made of ground almond, sesame seeds, rice, barley. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so it says that it's it originated probably in Spain. In Valencia, Spain. Is ah. that in Valencia, Spain? Is that? Yeah, that's a place. That's cool. Yeah. This, well, I'm trying to uh, find, like, a recipe. What I found was the Wikipedia, and it's not giving me what I what I was looking yeah. for. Uh, mm. well, well but that's I can okay. finish talking about my Renfair yes. awesomeness because I got one of the musicians I've enjoyed listening to mm-hmm. for the past. We're not going to put a number to it years because it makes the nice musicians and other such creators of my entertainment feel old when I say how long. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's sad. Okay, it's also a little funny, but it's sad, so I don't do that to them. Okay. But... But this is, he's one of the ones I've listened, who I've seen perform at the Ren Fair back in Vegas. Uh-huh. His name is Alexander James Adams, and it is quite hmm. good music. And he cool. is very fun to, to listen to live, because it's become part storytelling, part song. I mean, oh, that's fun. I mean, it's, there's a story in, that leads into the song, or mm-hmm. this is the story behind the song. So, um, one of the songs that I really like, Black Blackjack's lady. It, mm-hmm. He sets up the story, 
and it's like, which I think is based off of one of those traditional songs where, oh, the roguish gypsy comes through, entices one of the ladies away from Hearth's home, husband and child, and, mm-hmm. and has relations with her, and then when she wakes up, he's gone. Of course, because he's a rogue. Mm-hmm. And, well, he does this one time to a red-haired haired girl. Ooh, that and could be a mistake. A, and she takes offense. Mm-hmm. And Understandably finds a sword enough. and starts pursuing him. <laughs> and you and being a redhead relate to this. Oh, I he made a lot of redhead comment redhead haired girl commentary. It was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> My hair was actually pulled back like up into a hat. I pulled it down. Did you? Yes. Just so because, he could see you. Yes, because red red hair. I like that. That was good. Mm. But and then it went into a second song told from the perspective of the guy who is scared out of his mind and running and the idea of if I ride fast enough and I move fast enough, she won't find me. Oh shoot, she's nearly found me. <laughs> but apparently he and the artist he collaborated with for that song are discussing making a third one where they wow. actually run into each other. Fun. It would be he, plays, he could make an EP out of it or something. Oh, no kidding. His, and March of Cambert is probably one of the most awesome songs. He didn't perform it, or at least not when I was there. But it's a really awesome, fierce fighting war song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the version where the a nice, happy little children's tune got mixed with it. Called, Interesting. And, and then it becomes the happen, happening frog of Cambert. <laughs> See, you, that I find, have not heard. You would I've find that the, uh, one Heather under, Alexander uh-huh, and Happening Frog would be the Heather Alexander version, would be Heather Alexander also. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll have to look that one up. You had way mm-hmm. too much fun. Oh, it was so much fun, and I, and just, it was fun, and I have more music to listen to, and some of it's new, and some of it's I'm familiar with, and mm-hmm. it made me happy. Sometime I'll have to make it to a Renaissance Fair because I think they'd be fun, but I've never actually gone to one. There was all sorts of other neat things going on that I kind of missed. There was apparently a a living chess type thing. Ooh, fun. I really am kind of bummed that I missed that. Yeah. Uh, There was jousting. That's always fun. Various and sundry vendors and merchants hawking their wares. Very enthusiastic pickle man. Pickles, get your pickle. That's like the banana man. <laughs> you, you don't know about the banana man, but the banana man has been made famous by John Hodgman because John Hodgman was up in Maine-ish area somewhere, and mm-hmm. he stopped at the gas station. And while he was going through this food court area in the gas station, there was a man selling fresh bananas, and he was doing. Bananas, get your fresh bananas here. Bananas, 25 cents. Bananas. And John Hodgman thought that was hysterical and talked about him on his show, on his podcast, and literally made this guy famous. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, people now stop in because he told them exactly where to find them. So they stop in to look for the banana man. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, Because he was, you know, hawking, like, like you said about the pickles, and he was, you know, being kind of fun and interactive with the people there. And so he just really caught John's attention. Oh, that's yes. nice. Yeah. 
many people hawking their wares, and it it was pretty good weather. I mean, it was muddy and muggy, but I mean, it's spring. <laughs> yes, and considering it rained, it was raining a lot yesterday, and it rained a lot this evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the bloggers I read basically has a post titled "Texas is trying to kill us." Yeah, I just talked to Jules, or I just read Jules's post, and oh goodness, what's she saying? They had five inches of rain today. Oh wow! Yeah, I sent her a thing and said, "When did you move to Oregon?" I don't want to think about how much rain we've been getting. It's probably scary. Mm-hmm. Well, do we, we want to get started? We should start. I have to leave in about fifteen, fifteen to thirty minutes to move the chicks. It should only take a couple of minutes, but I need to do that. Okay. Okay, so we but we should come up with our diabolical plans during that. Got it. Yes, yes, you yeah. do that. Yeah. I listened. I listened to what you guys did when I was gone the last time, and you carried on very well without me. You didn't need me at all. Well, except for my it's recording. It's always nice to have more people. Recording device, but oh yeah. Yes, we do like that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because poor Scarlet, she's got to edit out a whole lot of breathing. It's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> well, I still have to figure out what on earth I'm doing. So. <laughs> I think I have some little instructional things I made pursue when she was starting to do audacity. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scott, do you want to be one of my favoriteest people ever and share that kind of stuff with me? <laughs> sure, I can do that. He's a Hufflepuff. He shares well. Well, that mm-hmm. and he knows that if he does that, he's making not only my life easier, but your life easier. Because That's it means true. that you aren't having to edit as much. I think we just need to make Scott Jade and keep going. <laughs> we could, I don't know if I could, uh, we could just kill off Jade the and, then, way. and then uh, bring Scott in and we'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to so- kill off Jan- Jen, but I want to do ours. Well, well, first the putting cast in Scott is Jade. Um, don't take nobody take this the wrong way, but Scott, I don't think you can play a tart. No. Not really. I didn't think I could play a tart either, but uh, Enrique was. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, that was a one-off dig. <laughs> I hope. Me too. Although everybody at work's been calling me Enrique <laughs> the rest of, of the day. Have. So we'll have to see. <laughs> but that, and maybe you could get it so that Jade gets reassigned. Like, her, te- her talents are are needed especially on this remote mission, remote undercover, deeper cover mission. So she has to go away and you have... Our newbie yeah. comes. That's possible, but Bob would have to do a lot of rewriting and figuring out because uh, Jen's major contributions were a lot of backstory and uh, framing devices for the mm-hmm. plot and stuff because she likes writing backstory things. So. Yeah, because it's fun. And she was the one who was wanting to, you know, go seduce Draco and do a bunch of stuff with that, so. Yeah. So that we would have to go in a different direction. For Friday, December 11th, this is episode 224 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron. The next time you're... Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun, that's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. 
Adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl. Don't drop those trousers. Stay with you. Ooh, we're evil. Oh, I Same He's Snape a- time, same Snape channel. It's all Snape all the time, Patricia. I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, Holy nice. shit! It's so fluffy! Yes, Scott, they're they're there to talk really about perspective. They're going to worry about homework Aww. later. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snorkags. Awkward. I'm so good at that nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Out of it we please. Where the story never ends. Welcome. To Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the premier podcast of a family of podcasts, that is Potterfic Weekly. I am Sue. I'm Scott. And I am Scarlett. And today we are starting a story called Lessons for Life, and it is by Caitlin. And this is actually Trisha's pick, but she's not here for some reason, probably because it's a holiday weekend and she's got a life. Unlike the rest of us. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. That's not a holiday Thanks. for me. That was last week. <laughs> yeah, but you that podcast too. last week, too. So you podcasted last week, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start this off with a prologue. We're, we're going to do chapters one through seven, which is actually the prologue in chapters to six. But yeah. this is it. And Sugar Quill is one of the uh, sites that works like that. Mm-hmm. And let me see if I can find here. Chapter six. This was written in 2002. Okay. Post, wait, not post, uh, pre-order the Phoenix, I think is what it said. Because mm-hmm. if you go on her profile, you can see the little summary. Mm-hmm. And then it, this, and it says this story was written prior to the re- release of Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Which you can figure out by the fact that Sirius shows up in chapter three. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I had been wondering whether we diverged mm-hmm. in year five or if this was only working from year four. Yeah, right. That's somewhere right around, happened. somewhere right around when he ended up showing up. I actually was wondering, wait, is this from three or is this from four? And then I realized a Yule Ball reference. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with Harry rereading a letter. To- that he's got from Dudley. And he can't even imagine why Dudley has sent him a letter. Uh, he hasn't set a foot in the muggle world since he finished his schooling, which seems like ages ago. Mm-hmm. And, and um, this is a, a Dudley who did not shake his hand in Deathly Hallows because that didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And Harry and Dumbledore have been partners in trying to take down Voldemort. And um, finally they years. managed to do it. Right. Yeah. So, does that mean we're putting Harry... Oh, wait, no. Never mind. I'll get back to that later. Yeah, so Harry's in his mid-twenties somewhere at this point. Yeah. Right. I was about to ask that, but considering a reference later on how long it's been since he's stepped into Hogwarts, Mm -hmm. makes me wonder if he's in his late twenties. 
Could be. Yeah. So we find out that Ron and Hermione are still bickering, like a married couple, but now married. They are actually married. And Ron is not an or, but works for the Ministry of Magic, and Hermione is a professor at the school. Yeah, she teaches arithmetic. Mm-hmm. And Harry has been focused so much on the war effort that he doesn't have a girl. Oh, no. nope. poor Harry. And then he decides he better go find out what Dudley wants. So he apparates into the next chapter. Into the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Back to Privet Drive. Yes, which is apparently, uh, yes, they they live in the same house. Petunia and Vernon gave Dudley their house as wedding present and moved to Mallorca. <laughs> of course they did. I think Petunia and Vernon got the better end of that deal. More than likely. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the moment he registers the familiar sights and smells of Privet Drive, resentment wells up in his chest, which I don't blame him. And he, I love that he apparates straight into the living room. <laughs> yeah. And Dudley comes up and he's like, you could ring the doorbell like a normal person. But I'm not normal. Which, you know, it's, is a worthwhile point. It's probably mm-hmm. not great it's etiquette even rude. among wizards to just pop into each other's living rooms. Right. But, uh, Only if you're expected and even then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think Harry really cares about being polite to Dudley. No, doesn't seem so. Well, and Dudley is apparently 25. I was going to say, we can so figure out Harry Harry's age 24. Here. I was about to say that Harry probably should be 25 or 24 because of what we find out later in the, the chapter mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. her age and the fact that he got an invitation to the wedding around his 20th mm-hmm. and Dudley was trolling for presents, money, anything. And mm-hmm. we find out that he basically married somebody who... When covered up, looks like his mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who also has a flower name. Gardenia! He's yeah. here! And apparently when not covered up, she looks like Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I need to read this. This is just horrifying. Okay, you do this. Harry was willing to bet that she looked exactly like Aunt Petunia. He sat back, ready to be amused by this person who actually married Dudley. He wasn't disappointed. Gardenia Dursley could only be described as entertaining to look at. She minced into the room in her neon blue high heels, tight yellow capri pants, which looked like they were painted on her, a neon green tube top, my word, and an enormous frizz of teased blonde hair. Bright pink blush was streaked on her bony cheeks, and her many layers of makeup were visible over her bright orange fake tan. So basically, as many clashing colors as possible, all on one person. And a voice that sounds like nails in the chalkboard, with a scent of cigarette smoke and hairspray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did Petunia let Dudley marry this woman? I don't know. She was just all set to go off to Mallorca, I bet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it says that he looks like Vernon, except for Vernon has a double chin and Dudley has a quadruple chin. And she says, that's your cousin, Dudley doll? Lucky for me, I married the handsome man of the family. <laughs> and she sits on his lap and oh my caresses word. one of his chins. <laughs> he totally deserves her. Totally. Blue mascara. Oh, wow. I mean, blue mascara can be nice, but not on that get up. No. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Harry's feeling a little impish and recognizes the fireplace and, hey, 
Want to relive some old memories? <laughs> no! No need of that, any of that stuff. Stuff. Yep. So apparently Gardenia doesn't know about magic, or although it's, it seems like she does from talking about their daughter, she, so maybe he yeah. just doesn't like saying the word. I'm sure he know. doesn't like saying the word. That, well, you know, it's a bad word, magic. <gasps> mm. Ooh, I swore. Sorry. It's a five-letter word. <gasps> I know. I, I used a four-letter M word to an English major. It's Don't. math. Oh, math. That's that's more of a four-letter word to me than magic is, so there you go. Well, magic can't be a four-letter word. It's a five-letter word. Yes, I, I understand. <laughs> so, so I, Actually, you know, I don't, because that would involve math, and I can't do maths. Yes, so, you can. Uh, there we go. You can count the amount of kids there are in a room. I can do that, and the number of chicks that are in my, my cage. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. You can count. One. <laughs> One chick. One, Ooh. one chick. Yeah, Two chicks. We moved them. Let's count the bats and find out. Ah, that's one. One bat. Two. Two bats. Three. Three fabulous flyers. Ah, ah, ah. We moved them earlier. And I said, Mom said, well, we just move them here and it'll be fine. I said, that's on a hill. It's not going to work. And she's like, oh, it'll be fine. So we moved them, and the cage is so off balance that they can just come right out underneath it. So we put up a piece of wood, and I went in the house to get stuff so I could go get the skunk traps. And I came back out, and, and there was like, one chick escaped, two chicks have escaped, three chicks have escaped. We were running around <laughs> trying to catch babies. It was terrible. <laughs> but luckily we got it put back together before the skunk, or the squirrel came and attacked them. <sighs> I feel like I'm on in that show, um, The Day of the Animals, where the ozone layer kind of goes crazy and all the animals snap and start attacking people. Oh, and I, I feel like I'm in that movie because that's what's happening here. Everything's attacking us. Get out of that movie, Sue. It's a bad place to be. It is a bad place to be. Mm. I was reading the book while spending the night in a hammock in the middle of nowhere once. Very bad idea. I terrified myself. If well, you're other people going to be in an animal movie, you should be in Curse of the Were-Rabbit, because then Wallace and Gromit can come and, uh, and save fix it me. all up for you. Oh, good. Okay. Or Benicula. About, ooh, Benicula. That'd be fun. Anyway, thinking of terrifying things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Dudley and Gardenia are terrified. They have a daughter. Oh, wait. No, they're not terrified of the fact they have a daughter. No? She's not normal. <gasps> She's a freak. But neither was Dudley. Get to the point. Mm -hmm. Harry's not here to offer psychological analysis. Yes. I love Harry. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently their daughter is magical because mom and dad have told him she has all the signs. And mm -hmm. Harry's going, right, they're reliable. Yeah. But... Oh, and I just hate Gardenia. I want to, I really wanted to just reach into my phone, because that's what I was reading on, mm -hmm. and strangle her, because she just goes, well, what else could the little brat be? Yeah, this poor little girl, she's five years old, and, I mean, it's bad enough that she was born to these two, but, good gravy, they couldn't be worse people. I mm -hmm. mean, they're just terrible. So And, and so blasé about it. It's yeah. Like, she's your kind, we can't handle the monster anymore, so you take her. Yeah. Like, it's weather. They really are Dursley's 2.0, and they don't have a letter from Scary Scary Dumbledore making them mm -hmm. you know, keep this kid. 
And <laughs> I'm kind of sorry for Duddy Jr. too. He's yeah. probably not going to have the greatest time. No. I mean, because he, he's going to become Dursley 3.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing, you know, Gardenia says, Petunia and Vernon won't even let us come visit them with her, and, and Duddykins absolutely needs to see his mummy. And I'm like, gross! <laughs> I totally need to go and find, I'm going to have to go re-listen to uh, Sparks Nevada's first episode so that I can get Sparks going, gross! So gross. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that is gross. No. <laughs> so. yeah. There's a, any number of episodes you could listen to for that, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. Basically, any time that Crouch is doing something uh, bodily related, mm-hmm. maybe the massaging of the feet or something. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So gross. You are gross. You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> I love sparks. <laughs> and Harry is just kind of stunned. It's like, pardon mm-hmm. me. I just need... This is ironic. I mean... Mm-hmm. The impossible has just happened. You have produced a magical child. You have been brainwashed into despising her, and you just want to hand your problems off to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. You bloody scum. <laughs> Apparently, they have no uh, conception of sarcasm either. Mm-hmm. No. And they deadly... do deserve each other. Too bad <sighs> they couldn't have been rendered sterile at the same uh-huh. time. Really, Deadly Junior has come into their lives, and he's normal, and he could be hurt by one of her jealous rages. Which, you know, they're treating her like crap now that they think she's a witch, and now that they have their normal son, so I'm sure she probably is having rages and stuff like that, because she doesn't know what to feel or think. Her parents have all of a sudden just turned on her. Abandoned her emotionally, probably. Mm -hmm. And probably as much as they can get away with physically. Yeah. The, Harry says, so is she sleeping in the cupboard? And he's like, of course not. Well, only when she's, you know, when she needs to. And that's Gardenia. Yeah. And Dudley is trying to shut her up. Right. My word. Hmm. So, I can hear my chickens going crazy out there. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> so, Harry says, I'm going to have to think about this. Mm-hmm. And if anything happens to her before I decide, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I'm going to blow up your house, basically. Mm-hmm. So Dudley calls him a nutter. Yeah. I am going to let you guys move on to the next chapter, and I'm going to go move our chicks and see if maybe I've caught a skunk. Since the chickens are going nuts out there, maybe we've got something, and I'll be back momentarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. One moment. I need to find my drink. Get get more tea. Ooh, drinks. Tea. That sounds good. No alcohol still. Yeah, I might just have water. I have a kind of lemony, witty iced tea. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's wet, it's cold, it has flavor. That sounds good. That, and I'm, I'm snacking a little, so I was on mute a little bit. Uh, so Harry just separated out of, out of chapter the first into chapter the second over to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And here's where I was saying, I think Harry's in his later 20s, because when he greets McGonagall, she's like, eight years, Mr. Potter. Now you decide to bless us with your appearance. Mm-hmm. So he must be 25 by now, because 17 plus 8 is 25. 25 or 26, I'd say. Just based off of nothing, really, because we don't... Yeah. Well, he said Dudley was 25, and he's sort of half a year behind him, so I guess they're both 25. Okay. I don't actually know how far 
They are. Terry was yeah. born at the end of July, and yeah. Dudley's birthday is the beginning of book two, but June. I don't remember. Yeah, I think June. So maybe they're June? only a month apart. June 1980. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right, because the thing that I'd be referencing is Half-Blood Prince, where Petunia's like, uh, no, Harry can't be at his age of majority, or approaching it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, no, wizards do that a year earlier, which is probably not really smart, because, I mean, I've been hearing a whole lot about how, like, there's a lot of parts of the brain that aren't developed until you're, like, 25 or something. Mm-hmm. And you're letting these 17-year-olds be like full legal adults who, and you have been giving these children, children, essentially weapons. I mean, mm-hmm. just going back to all the fix where, remind me if she used a cutting curse the wrong way, a cutting charm or jinx or whatever, like something you could use like for gardening, use it the wrong way and there, another Death Eater bites the dust. Mm-hmm. But that is not this fix. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> we may run into Death Eaters eventually, but so far not. He's visiting Hogwarts, and he's kind of reminiscing about Dumbledore. <laughs> Apparently Dumbledore doesn't... It doesn't sound like he's around anymore, or at least he's retired from being headmaster. Because he's talking yeah. about him fighting Voldemort and being headmaster in the past sense. Mm-hmm. But he lasted longer than he did in canon, because they fought Voldemort for eight years, apparently. Although, I don't know, maybe he is still around, because he refers to Professor McGonagall as the Transfiguration Professor, so... Well, but maybe that's just the case of, that's how he see. that's the last... He hasn't seen her at Hogwarts, at least, since Mm -hmm. he graduated, essentially, and she's off... I mean, like, even if I run into my... Some of my former teachers, even if, or even professors, even if they get a, one of them became the dean of school of business, they'd still yeah. always be my marketing professor. Yeah. Although actually, now that I think a little further, uh, Dumbledore actually shows up in this story. So he is still around. It's just that. Oh, he's he still is thinking, around, but. Yeah. Past but maybe tense about fighting Voldemort. Right. He may be professionally done, but now he's just doing the circuit tour, doing the lectures and stuff. And selling memoirs and all that jazz. <laughs> Entirely possible. Advocate. He, I, I got it. I got it. He is advocating 10 pin bowling. <laughs> yep. He started up his own bowling league. <laughs> so much for us being on topic. <laughs> so McGonagall gives Harry a hug, which surprises him a little bit. Surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then they head on into the castle. And she has to yell at a couple of Gryffindors who are wandering around the hallways. They haven't made it to lunch yet. And then one of them notices that Harry's there and gets him to sign his Quidditch magazine. You know, what do you do when Harry Potter shows up at school? Kowtow, kowtow. Mm-hmm. Jenny Fleck composed a, a lyrical ballad in his honor. Mm. Most of them Throw- probably wouldn't do that, but you never know. <laughs> throw things and crash things and blame it on Harry like Thieves does. Mm-hmm. He's still around, and so is Filch, apparently, both happily chasing after each other and cackling. And Mrs. Norris is alive. Good yes. lord. That cat. Mm-hmm. Harry <laughs> I says, love- cats live that long? And McGonagall says, unfortunately. She's not fond of Mrs. Norris. Be if I were her either. I mean, that is a terrible example of feel. I can't come up with a good. Yes, I was hoping there was a different word, that, or at least a variation of the word. And all I can think of is like, is go through old Possum's book of practical cats and see if there's a better word than that. Mm. 
felineity or something. I don't know. Felinity, perhaps? I don't know. Something of that nature, yes. So he goes off to Professor Weasley Granger's office. I love that she she hyphenated, and it mentioned it before, that she's teaching under her maiden name. Yeah, so it's easier for students to say Professor Granger, probably. It's probably easier for her professionally to be mm-hmm. Ms. Granger and socially Ms. Mrs. Weasley. I mean, it's not like there's seven Mrs. Weasleys running around, potentially. <laughs> yeah. So far, I think there's only about four, but you never know. Still well, a lot. When there's the potential for it, and she, Hermione's a smart cookie, as we uh, Smart and organized, but not as much as Percy. Mm-hmm. But, Apparently also stubborn, because <laughs> she well, tries to get Ron to get the door, and he won't, because it's her office. And then they <laughs> just start going back and forth, and so Harry's like, knocks again. And eventually Percy comes and opens the door, because neither of them are doing it. <laughs> And so I it's think a good it's, thing he was there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Harry would have been out there for a long time. That or he would have had to open the door. <laughs> I'm guessing Sue's back. Nah, just because I heard elephants came in. <laughs> so, how did it go? Yeah, pretty easy. Moving the chicks is easy. Like a cat, that would be bad. Yes, yes that would be. Unless it was Mrs. Norris. No, yes. that no. Yeah, well, even her, we probably wouldn't. No. Although we, we were remarking on how remarkably long-lived she seems to be. Yeah. She is, yes. Freakishly. I guess she's probably absorbed some magic living around Hogwarts all the time. Or maybe she's part Kniesel. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. Could be. And sheer willpower keeps her alive. Mm-hmm. She won't mm-hmm. die until Filch does. <laughs> Yeah. And he's too busy chasing peeves, so... Yeah, I was half waiting for Filch to be a ghost, because in one of them he chases peeves as a ghost, and I was like, is this the same one? And Nope, okay. Mm-hmm. I've I read one see that. where she's the, the ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if cats leave ghosts. They could, I, I suppose. There was a fic. I remember it. She, she oh, was a ghost. Maybe not, like a, maybe not a ghost like say, nearly headless Nick, but like one of those other variations of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we've made it to Hermione's office in which there is Ron and Hermione and Percy, and we also meet Percy's youngest son, Henri Alexander Napoleon Ferdinand Percival Weasley II. <laughs> the second? <sighs> yes. Good so I'm, I'm guessing there must have been an Henri Weasley at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think, usually you can't do the second unless all the names are the same, but I can't imagine even, um, previous no. generations of Weasleys tacking that many names on. Probably uh, not. That's a lot of names. Uh, and as Ron says, we call him Henri because Percy insists on tacking every title imaginable on poor little chap. <laughs> and Percy says, when you have children, Ron, you may call them whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. so the- and he has eight. Eight of them. Yeah. That's oh, worse than the Von Trapps. Which Apparently does they are the Von Trapps. come up later in this in these sets of chapters. But I like it. I love it. It's, I have eight well-behaved children. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't get out what he does with the ill-behaved Behaved ones. ones. <laughs> <laughs> really? There's a nanny have- for those. Oh dear. Ron and Hermione don't have children yet because mm-hmm. Hermione's they have a planned out plan. the, the optimum time to do that. Uh, yes. They, they have a 20-year family plan at least. Probably 20, 25-year <laughs> family plan. Yeah, because, you know, she doesn't do anything spontaneous because that would give Ron a heart attack. <laughs> Prepared she, for everything. 
Except yes. the unpredictable. Well, that's stupid. No one can prepare for that. You tried. And that's <laughs> why I dropped, that's why you dropped divination, because you can't be, you know, they're going and, on and on and on. And he mentions Harry, and then it's like, oh, we have an audience for our verbal for, foreplay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So he gets them to read Dud Dudley's letter, and yeah. they both think he's nuts. And Percy says he's obviously not cut out to be a responsible parent. Of course Could not. have told you that. And Harry says, mm -hmm. I have this huge decision to make. Do I adopt this child and raise her with me, or do I force her to live with Dudley and Gardenia? And, uh... Hermione so makes a list of pros and cons. Pros and cons. <laughs> My word! How, how long is this conversation taking? And did she, like, forecast what his question was going to be as he was mm -hmm. talking about it? Because... Otherwise, it, I mean, I don't care how fast we think scribbling on a parchment madly is. Unless she's writing in, like, her own shorthand and it's note form, yeah. she does not have a full list of pros and cons. Nope. But mm -hmm. she's got a few. And Harry so has a few, too. he's got an, an optimum environment for raising a child because, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a consistent income. He's, at the moment, he has lots of free, free time, time. And he's got a place to live. and He's he, a good guy. Yeah, he's got good. good personality aspects to make a good parent. However, he's not married, and he knows nothing about raising kids. Yeah, and he's an Auror, so he could have to leave and go to work right away. Yes, his free time could vanish at any given moment. It's just hard to say. Yeah. However, but... there, however, you know more than you think, and you have this big, happy, Weasley family who, who you could... The only word I can come up with is voice, but who would gladly take in the child mm -hmm. an emergency yeah. came up? They're there to help out. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, then it occurs the to him that, yeah, when he was younger, the only thing he wanted was for some long-lost relative to come and save him from the Dursleys. Mm -hmm. And now he can actually do that for someone. Yep. So Yay. he heads back and pops into the living room again mm -hmm. and then magically rings the doorbell from the living room. It's <laughs> not what Dudley had in mind. No. But. <laughs> and he says, I've decided to adopt your child, your daughter, because I won't allow any child to go through what I did. And Dudley's like, you're taking her? Harry's like, that's just what I said. Good, her bags are all packed. Wait on the porch. Oh. And he doesn't leave the door open because, you know, Harry's wizardness might infect the house that way. Mm -hmm. You know, he can pop into the living room whenever he wants. Right. Uh, Daddy he, Junior yeah. doesn't need air contaminated by that big, bad, nasty wizard. Does he? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I can, sorry, I can just see warning. this. He's like, one bag goes up the door, door closes. Three more bags, door closes. Mm -hmm. Kid, door closes. <laughs> Yeah, except for that you know that she doesn't have three bags. She probably has one. I think all she has is the trunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the trunk and then the child. Mm -hmm. I would have thought, like, the, like there'd be a trunk and then, like, I mean, we find out later why, but you'd think there'd be, like, maybe the trunk and then a little kitty backpack with yeah. whatever in it. And it's like, nope, just a trunk. And she looks nothing like a Dursley. She's tiny and has long brown hair and pigtails and green eyes. And a concerned little face, and she looked like a frightened sparrow. And he says, hi, and he gets down on her level, and he says, I'm Harry, and you're going to come live with me now. And she looks at him disdainfully, and she says, I'm Chloe, and I don't like you. <laughs> and Harry's like, you new and weird. Yep. Ah, this is starting off well. And that's mm -hmm. okay. I like you. Mm -hmm. And kiss all the phones. 
station identification here. He didn't know the Dudley was foisting his daughter off on Harry without telling him her name. Nope. Well, then he could name her anything he wants, huh? Like a new kitten. Mm. No. She would protest a lot more than a kitten would. But my word can... I really want to do yes. for the dirt. I'm amazed that uh, <laughs> the Dursleys haven't had tile services on them by now, but I know yeah. they know how to get. They know how to to game the system. I bet Probably. they know how to get not noticed. Mm. I... Vernon gave them all his tips, <laughs> and or Vernon so... just did it for them. <laughs> Vernon paid off people in high places. Yeah, that sounds about right. And she also hasn't gone to school yet, so there's nobody to be the mandatory reporter or whatever mm-hmm. around. Is she just keeps going to Mrs. Fig, who apparently also still lives there. Yeah, she's. Is kindergarten teacher. not mandatory or something? Not in England, I don't believe. I mean, we see in an author's note later, nursery school and, and all, but just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She mentions that Mrs. Fig had said she should be in, in nursery school, so she's kind of tried to teach her some things. Yeah, but her parents didn't, want to, pay didn't for want to pay for it. So they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite the sip. No, that's me growling. Oh, I thought you were okay, sipping. Okay, you made the sleep. Ravenclaw growl. <laughs> Ooh, don't make the Ravenclaw growl. That's a bad thing. Red-haired Ravenclaw is, is unhappy. No. <laughs> It's a good thing she doesn't actually have a wand, because the Dursleys would be pigs. <laughs> yeah. Pigs would be too good for them. They'd be too comfortable in that skin. Uh, or at least Vernon and Dudley would. I think we should make, make them toads, and then we could give them to Dolores as pets. No, I think oh, we dear. should turn her into a toad also and make a little toad enclosure. <laughs> a little one. A little one? Uh, like my like little toad's... skunk traps, little skunk like, traps. Like a toad-sized cupboard. Mm-hmm. Under the stairs. Gardenia I mean... could be a skunk. <laughs> she could. Yeah. We could send Pepe, Pepe Le Pew after her. It'd be great. <laughs> to think, radiant flower, you do not have to come with me to the Casbah. We are already here. And so, mon chéri. Oh, dear. Well, Harry is is still a little flabbergasted, but decides to roll with it. The kid kid has Spock. Okay. And Mm -hmm. he basically pulls a Dumbledore on her. Yes. He pops her trunk over to his house, which I wasn't aware you could do, but maybe he turned it into a self-moving port key or something. I don't know. Um, Dumbledore does that in year six, yeah, but he, we hadn't seen that yet. We, yeah, he transports it. I thought maybe um, when I, I first saw it before I read all the way down, I thought he just shrunk it. Mm-hmm. But he, but apparently he sent it to his house. It to his house, yeah. I just I took it at too. face value. What did you do with my trunk? I want it back. It's well, at home. You can, You'll get it when we get home. I don't, I don't like, like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> But then her lower lip quivers. Aww. He says, you think you're a muggle and I still like you. And he says, I'm not a muggle. You're right, you're not. No, you're a witch. Well, he doesn't say that yet. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. Are you ready to go home? No. Do you want your truck? Yes, right now. Then let's be off. <laughs> Good, Harry. And he grabs her hand and they apparate away and she falls on the grass and gapes at him utterly speechless when they land. 
Poor mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. The world is turning 20 kinds of upside down. Yeah. I want my trunk. Okay. So he takes her in. This is my home. Would you like to see your room? Yes. With your trunk in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she so looks around sad. the room and she's really suspicious because it's a wonderful room. And it can't, it can't possibly, possibly be, be hers. Oh. Yep. And he's very happy that he's made her a nice room. Well, probably the yeah. house elves did. And he says, I'm sorry it's not finished. We do, we don't have enough toys, but we could go shopping tomorrow. And she's like, this does not compute. Mm-hmm. And we'll get you some new clothes. And he says, well, you'll need robes. And she's like, like those? And he says, yes, but prettier than mine. Girls wear prettier colors. I don't want those. All right, he said. And it's like, wait, what? An adult's saying I can have I can have my way about anything? Uh-huh. I mean, not anything, anything, but, like, I can ha- make my own decisions? Mm-hmm. Does not compute. But she's enamored with the bookshelf, so she's a kid after Woo-hoo! all of our hearts, yes. And he says, I've invited my family to dinner to meet you. Well, they're not really my family, but they're really close friends. And she looks up at him, and he finally realizes that he, she has his mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, he had noticed she had green eyes in the first chapter, so, mm-hmm. or in the last I, chapter. I went there immediately, and I was just like, oh, good. You yeah. caught up with the picture, Harry. Yeah. So Fred and George are the first to arrive, oh, and they're very excited. Chloe. And she kind of has to hide behind the chairs. Mm-hmm. Strange people are showing up. And then she hides under the table. <laughs> And then Hagrid comes. Yeah. But he is so weird and strange that uh, she has to come out and look at this guy because he's got giant feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so he, she kind of hides behind Harry. And Hagrid shakes her tiny hand. It's, I'm Rubeus Hagrid. I'm Chloe. Let go. <laughs> My, what a delightful child. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hagrid's just like, okay. Yeah, he doesn't cool. care. I mean, mm-hmm. how taken aback can he be when he deals with wild animals? Mm-hmm. That's a five-year-old. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, he's good with small creatures. Five-year-olds I mean, five- speak their mind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then Hermione comes, and, and Lupin and Sirius. Mm-hmm. Hermione says hi, and she steps behind Harry's leg. And here mm-hmm. comes Ginny. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of interesting, apparently, because uh, Chloe has to look out from behind his leg and watch her walk away. Yeah, well, it's because Ginny says that she's lovely. And then the... The Vaughn traps show up. As I sound your signals, you will step forward and give your name. You, for all I will listen carefully. Learn their signals so that you can call them when you want them. Lisa. Friedrich. Louisa. Kurt. Brigitte. Marta. Miss Gretel. <laughs> the fireplace goes off, and here comes all of the Von Trapps. And and Percy's family. Totally. Se- so what is it, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and they just continue to get younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And there's ten of them total. There's a lot of them. I thought there were only eight, but because doesn't it say that he's the father of eight If earlier in the well, chapter? Well, mm-hmm. there's if he's the father of eight, that makes nine, plus Penelope makes ten. Makes ten. Uh, I see. I thought you were counting it. So he has the children line up, and they, mm-hmm. of course, Von Trapp style it, youngest, oldest to youngest. Mortimer, here, father. Catherine, present. Megan, hi, daddy. Kyle, here. Hunter, here, here, here. Alexandria and Madeline, because, of course, we have twins. Heel. Penny, love, do you have Henry? 
And what do we say to Mr. Potter? Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for inviting us, Mr. Potter. <laughs> the mod traps everyone, says Yay, George. Hey, George. Well, see, George knows his muggle history here. Uh, well, muggle I, think, I, think that one, I think that one, it's just, okay, after he met, like, enough muggle-borns, like, during his own schooling, and, like, somebody said, you have six brothers and a, you have five brothers and a sister? Mm-hmm. You're the Vaughn Traps. Yeah. What are the Vaughn Traps? Oh, yeah, well, you have to watch you, this. Yeah, I think that's how it happened. <laughs> Good so, when did that movie come out? Give me a moment. A long time ago. Yeah, let, we'll let Scarlett do it. She's better at this than I am. 1959. Was okay. the musical 1965 movie. Ah, see, it came out when I was born. 50 years ago. Yeah, so they could easily have seen it at any time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because by the 90s, it would have been available. It, I can definitely say it was available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've all brought Chloe gifts. Which is just so, weird, because that and, never happens. No, no. And they all have identical sky blue robes with their first initial embroidered on the right side. Which doesn't so help with Megan and Madeline. No, not at all. But it does help between Alexandria and Madeline. Yes. Well, Madeline's two and Megan is six, so you can sort of figure that out. But I mean, Mm -hmm. just when you're trying to remember, okay, what name goes with which one, and it's like, oh, shoot, there's two boys with H names and and two girls with M names and then a boy with an M name. and Mm -hmm. You would think if they had good sense, they would give each child their own letter of the alphabet. You would think. At least they didn't give them all the same one. Oh, heavens. Then you can't use their initials. Well, so. and, and I love Fred, because Fred starts pacing back and forth and frowning at them, and they're like, Uncle Fred! And he's like, let me see, let me see. And they start giggling, and he's like, no laughing! You! More laughter. The one with the red hair, give me a thousand! And I'm guessing it's like, drop and give me a thousand push-ups? That would be my mm-hmm. guess. That's what he's asking for, yeah. But they all have and red like, hair, so that just Ugh. sets them all off again. And they're just confused and perplexed, and they can't obey, because what are you asking? Mm-hmm. So like, therefore, he'll have to eat one of them. Mm-hmm. So they basically play tag for a while, and yeah. they're running around and screaming, and Percy's going, but, 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 but my and well-behaved then, children! Uh-oh. And then Dumbledore shows up and is run into by Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and he says, is that a fun game? Yes. So. Mm-hmm. And he so. realizes, oh, whoops, I forgot my present. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Elder Weasleys aren't coming and Bill is in Egypt as well. But um, Yeah. yeah so he Mr. Starts, and Mrs. Weasley are visiting Bill. He pulls out this glittering sparkle thing in the air and... He reaches his arm in there trying to find it, and pretty soon he's got his whole head in there. Where did I put this? And he, ah, ah. And yeah. she, she swears that she swore a, she swears she heard a chicken cluck loudly. <laughs> yeah. Sure. While he's searching through. I can just hear all the little sound effects. Like, totally a, clang. <laughs> a Hagrid thing to have chickens clucking out of your coat and things like that. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of It Dr. reminds Who. me of, um, Sword in the Stone. Mm-hmm. Why, Doctor Who? The thing Merlin would do. Bigger on the inside pockets. Ah, bigger on the inside pockets. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Except yeah, for the fact that he's got his own little hammer space. Which is what makes, and that makes me think of the personal claudications from the Young Wizard series. Mm-hmm. Since I referenced that in one of the recent ones that got released. Yep. Yep. So Harry introduces Chloe to everybody, or at least tries, and mm-hmm. uh, she's she's watching them and. 
she doesn't want to admit it, but these wizard freaks, that's what daddy called them, or dad called them, were almost all right, but she doesn't want to be a witch. Yeah. She doesn't really want to be in, be interrogated by Hermione. No. You can blame her. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of eventually forced to eat things because she tries to just sort of push a green bean around her plate, but then there's all sorts of good food around, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's hungry. Yep. And, and then it's presents time. And she's not sure she wants to open presents with all of them staring at her, but they're all disappointed, so she decides she'll sit next to Harry and do it. Poor kid. Yeah. I just feel for her, because this has got to be oh, overwhelming. overwhelming like crazy. Harry, yeah. Harry. I mean, it, they, he should have waited, like, at least given her... A day that, to settle in? <laughs> Maybe yeah, a week? Get, get you... No, a day. I mean, just because yeah. he wouldn't be able to wait. Or maybe only have Ron and Hermione come mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Or, He's not quite thinking all of this through. Like, you know, what, what do you do with a, a lonely, neglected child? Surround him with Weasleys. Hey, that's worked for me. I mean, he got well, yes, but you worked well with the time. world. Ron and, and uh, Hermione get her a broom, which she doesn't quite understand. But maybe they want her to sweep the floor or something. And... And uh, they get her a Quidditch book, and she thinks that the pictures might be moving, so she's a little scared. Yes, Hunter picked out this. Uh, it's it's obviously a kid's Quidditch book. It's mm-hmm. got great big four exclamation marks and flashing colors on the title. And, and then, then uh, the next a parcel, parcel full is, of rockets. Yes, some fizzing whizbies or possibly wizard wheezes, uh, although we didn't I'd know say- that at the time. I'd say wizard wheezes. I mean, because we did know at least somewhat because they were doing it as an owl order business during right. the, during mm-hmm. the summer of Goblet. Yeah. I don't know if we knew that they also did fireworks or not, but we might have. Well, it's right up their alley. Certainly, anyway. And that's who it's from. This morning, because I ran out of things to listen to, I was going through my iPod and I listened to the Hufflepuff skit that we did. Where you guys set off the fireworks in the Ravenclaw Tower? Thanks. No, no. I think it was Gryffindor. It must have been Gryffindor because the Ravenclaw Tower. You gave us another lemur. Yeah, we gave you another lemur. Dan and I brought you a present of good. But that's kind of what this reminds me of. that was a bad present. No, bad was already there. It was a present for bad. It was a present for bad. It was no. a good present for bad. That was not good. It was good. She was it's very not. good. <laughs> <laughs> and we have now confused everyone who does not live on our forums. And it was only good because that's her name. Yes. A.K.A. Ginger, Ginger Octavia Olivia D- Douglas. Mm-hmm. And I'm what? very impressed that you remembered that. I'm... I may have gotten the two O's mixed up, I think. But... If you did, I don't care. <laughs> and, and what is bad's name? Augustine Danforth. Yeah, Bernard, um, possibly. I don't think it's Bernard. Um, Give me a moment. <laughs> Bartimius? <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, you have to actually yes. go look it up. <laughs> she has access to Ravenclaw Tower and can find these things out. Really? I have access to Ravenclaw Tower? Who would have thought? I have access to Ravenclaw Tower, but I'm not allowed in there. No, you're not. <laughs> Only when you're being a ninja. Yes. No. We sent I'm them in. speaking on, as a former head. Okay, give me a moment. Did That's we... okay. I wandered into did... the uh, gentleman's forum the other day accidentally. Which... I don't think there ever is anything in there, pretty much. Yeah. 
So you said it as Ginger Octavia Olivia Douglas? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are correct. That's the yeah, Bern- there you go. It is Bernard. Bernard Augustine Danforth. <laughs> nice. I so there's two Bernards in the castle. So, yes, we well, have... No, we don't. We have the ghost of Bernard, and maybe one's Bernard and the other's Bernard. There you Could go. be. But we that. have another one. The, the, smaller, the smaller goat in Hufflepuff was <laughs> named after the original Bernard. Yes, so. we we named our goat. Good goat. And we named the cat Helga. Yes. I don't remember yeah, the, the other. The larger goat. goat was Katie, I think. Yes, or yes, like that. that's right. So Katie. basically, we need to go back in time and have Gryffindor name what is it? A monkey or something? They had the monkeys. Yes, they had a monkey after Bernard, and we need to get one of the penguins named after Bernard. Okay. Every house needs a Bernard. That sounds good. <laughs> I'll go make a decree later when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Ginny has bought her a set of green robes. Oh, and no. Chloe's a little unhappy because she says, I'm not a witch. And Megan's like, could I be punished for saying that? Megan. Mm-hmm. And she no. and Chloe just feels so horrible. And she's probably been brainwashed and think, into thinking that every that she is a sole responsible person for anything that goes wrong. And it's like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be a, I don't, and she just wants to go and hide yeah, and from then, everything, from the world, from her parents. And- yeah. But Dumbledore wants her to open his gift first. Yeah. And it's a kind of boring looking gray ball, but when she picks it up, it lights up. Mm-hmm. Like a soccer ball size. And he tells her it's a bobble, and she says it's a bobble. A bobble bubble? A bobble bubble. <laughs> Which is a reference to um, The Black Cauldron and the other Lloyd Alexander books. Because mm-hmm. Princess Elonwy has a bobble that does that. Yeah. And, but he tells her that if she wasn't a witch, it wouldn't work because it only works by magic. And that freaks her out and she drops it and runs and hides. And Dumbledore doesn't seem to know that he's unsettled her. No, no he, I think he, he just knows. doesn't mind that she's done that. Yeah. I think you know, he was expecting it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to imagine that he's, I mean, a five-year-old's a slightly different case, but you've got to believe that when he was uh, just a professor and not the headmaster, he had to do, like, parent visits for mm-hmm. muggle-borns and getting 11-year-olds to believe. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, he know, we know he did it for Tom, so he probably did well, it for more people. We didn't know that at the time, though. That's that is true. true. So I'm just kind of extrapolating and speculating, but mm-hmm. he's he's been around a while. There, it's yeah. a I wouldn't be surprised if he got this on purpose to be a a tangible proof thing, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. and so something that that they can go back and look at, and it's okay. This is okay later. Yeah. So Harry goes to, he set, says goodbye to everyone and sees them out and then goes to see Chloe and takes the rest of the presents with him. And she's just crying in bed because she doesn't want to be a witch because mm-hmm. mom and dad don't like witches. Yeah. And they don't want you because if you're going to be a witch. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And I want to be like Dudley Jr. And Harry says, I'm sorry, but you're not him. And I'm sorry for him not being like you. They don't hate him. He says, I don't hate you, Chloe. And she sort of lets up on the sobbing. And she says, why not? I was bad. And he (laughs) said, oh, yeah, she's spunky, all right. And so he says, well, I don't think you meant any of it, making sure that she knows that he kind of caught her bluff. And he says, mom and dad say witches 
she says, mom and dad say witches are freaks with no friends. And he says, oh, really? Your mom and dad hate me too, so that makes me a freak? Well, no. And I've got all these friends and even more than these people. Are they horrible and mean and awful like what your mom and dad call us? No. So what's wrong with being with nice people who like you for who you are? Her parents don't love her. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is hard to take. It is hard to take. Understandably enough, yeah. My word. Again. And he's... Yeah. No. And he tells her, I know this is hard and I'm sorry I have to tell you this, but your mom and dad wouldn't accept, accept you unconditionally even if you were like them. Because they're selfish. And I know it hurts you to know this, but it's the truth and it has to be told. And he tries to give her a Dumbledore quote. Mm-hmm. And she sort of goes, uh-huh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Those Basi- words make no sense. But, and basically, it's sometimes you need to tell you the truth, even though you need to be careful not to hurt anybody with, with truth. And I know you really want to be with your parents, but they're not going to love you for who you are. And it's like, I don't want to be there. And I don't know if I like it here. And Mm -hmm. she's just tired and worn out and just probably, and it's like, well, what are you going to miss from there? Your cupboard? Your dad's screaming? Oh, and I want you to live with me. You can start over here. Yeah. And I'll love you no matter what. And you'll always be welcome here. And he hugs her. And she cries all over him. Mm -hmm. And then he tucks her in bed. And before he leaves, she wants to know what's that on your head. She says, um, that's not really a good bedtime story. Mm. So how about I tell you what it was like for me growing up? So he yeah. tells her about his life before Hogwarts. And he just gets to the letters streaming into the chimney. And he decides it's enough for one night. And she falls asleep. Yeah, she wants well, the bauble first. So mm-hmm. he, yeah. he gives her the bauble. And has to explain that sleeping potion... Sleeping potions just would be so that she could go to sleep, but she would wake up, not like Snow White. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be no. poisoned, and okay. And she's like, yeah. oh, I hope that all the apples are okay here. I don't think we should really let the bad witches in the house. We'll just let in the good witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she falls asleep. Falls asleep. <laughs> yes. I guess they do have a sleeping potion that would work. It's probably the drop for living dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think there'd be a, like one you would use for kids, like to well, have yes. kids. Or but that would be this. That would be the Snow White one, the one where you don't wake up for ages and ages. Would be mm-hmm. the drop of living dead. Ah, yes. And uh, Prince Philip or whatever his name is had uh, bees or lipstick hey. or something. <laughs> <laughs> lipstick. Chapstick. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Or he was really a wizard in that part, just didn't, you know, make it into the rest of the story. Well, he he was overcome by her beauty. He kissed her, and then he then he dosed her with antidote. Made her the antidote, yeah, Mm -hmm. something like that. So we have our little note that says that in England, kindergarten's called nursery school. So this is what she's calling it, and she would have been attending kindergarten to use an American phrase. And it's hardly been a week. But Harry couldn't imagine himself in his life without Chloe. And she's fitting in. Her curiosity was overflowing. Mm-hmm. She has to find out everything, so she's mm-hmm. asking him all these questions. Well, yeah, how else are you going to know anything? She's, and he I'm actually pays attention that... and answers her questions, mm-hmm. so he's her new favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that she's asking questions. I mean, not surprised because she's five, but I'm surprised because 
Because the Dudleys beat questions out of people. But maybe if she wasn't really showing much of anything until maybe, say, Dudley Jr. was born, Mm -hmm. or just before, then Mm. maybe she would have had enough time to, like, be... Be a normal kid. So she's curious and and hanging out. She likes the books. She's been hanging Mm -hmm. out with Harry in his study because he's been in his study working, so she decides that she's going to work like he does. Yeah, and she's so silk. she picks up a shiny a book with um nice a nice green cover and shiny writing, and clears her throat importantly, and she's going to be reading it. Mm-hmm. And Harry eventually looks over to see what this is, and it turns out to be the handbook on Muggle torture. Yeah, so he he finds her a better book to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chloe thinks it's kind of interesting. She can't read the words, but the pictures are fun because everyone looks horrified at what the words are saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and so he tells her that he only uses those. He doesn't use those spells in that book. Only he has it so to he learn can how to reverse them. them. Yeah, only bad wizards do those spells. And she says, "Well, you can't." And he says, "I can, but I won't. Even on bad wizards, even on bad wizards." And he says, "Not even on them." And so he gives her a nice spell book. One that he can. He does these spells forward and backward. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then we, she makes a book fort. Well, that sounds like a good thing Yay. to me. Yes. Book courts are fun. And then he tells her, I think we have a little bit of a scene break here, even though it's not really too much it of a... It says after a while. Mm-hmm. He tells her that he's got her into school, and she's like, Hogwarts? And he's like, no. And she says, a muggle school? And he says, no, you're going to go to a magical school. And she's a little worried about it, but she perks up when she finds out there's going to be children her age. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. And she's very excited. So, and this is where we learn that Mrs. Fig has been teaching her uh, to read and write and do math and things like that, because mm-hmm. her parents won't pay for nursery school. So they so. apparate into a classroom, and she looks around and says, "This is nice." And <laughs> got beanbag chairs and pillows and cool rugs and uh, rows of easels and some tables and an aquarium with tropical fish, mm-hmm. all sorts of good stuff. But no kids. No. And he says, we came in early to talk to the teacher. And the teacher turns out to be Ginny. Yay! Mm-hmm. But she's a little worried because she's afraid that they'll either the kids won't like her or the teacher won't like her. And the kids might pick on her. And he says, if I thought that, I wouldn't leave you here. And the teacher is one of the nicest people I know. Mm-hmm. She's so. got red hair and big brown eyes. And then when Ginny comes in, she's like, Uncle Harry's right. You do have big brown eyes. <laughs> oh, out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> so she wants to go and, and look at the books, and she sort of goes off to explore while Harry and Ginny talk for a bit. Well, I like the part where she giggles with, with, with Ginny, or at least she's giggling, and Ginny's clearly amused that Harry does not know how to braid. Yeah, he tried to do her hair, but he mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out. And she probably just knows this one so well because everybody in her family probably had to learn when she was little on her. Yep. Mm, Quite possibly. Bill, do my hair. Uh, Mom! Mm -hmm. But she probably never asked Fred or George because God only knows knows what what they would have braided into the hair. Not after the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they talk about how Carrie's been really enjoying having her around because she's so 
um, energetic and into things, and she mm-hmm. learns about all sorts of stuff, And even though she's so young. And Ginny says, well, she's attra- attached to you, and she'd be unhappy without you, so... And Harry's like, she's not that attached to me. <laughs> Ginny says, ah, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more outgoing than she was at that dinner. Mm-hmm. And apparently this nursery school has gotten awards. And mm-hmm. Harry says it's because of Ginny. And it's only because Ginny's devoted her life to that because she had been married and her husband died. Mm-hmm. I know. We find out that she was married to Neville, which fits because she went to, go the to the Yule Ball, Yule Ball with him. But it doesn't explicitly say it yet. No. I mean, you can tell because she's going, did you know when we were still in school, he used to always tell me that the sweating hat must have made a mistake by putting him in Gryffindor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and so you, before I got to that line, it's okay. This is either going to be Dean or Neville. And I mm-hmm. forgot that this, I hadn't realized this was a pre-Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, okay, Dean or Neville. Oh, shoot. This was Neville. Yeah. Neville's dead? I know. It's very sad, but we'll find out coming up that he died a hero, so that's okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's not okay, but... And Harry beats himself up about it because he didn't get there fast enough, and mm-hmm. if he did, he could have saved him. Yeah. Harry's... But Chloe comes skipping over, making them mm-hmm. come back to, to present reality, and... She's drawn a picture. She has. Harry says, oh, that's very good. It's uh, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um... What is it? <laughs> Yeah. And Ginny's like, oh, it's the classroom. And Harry's like, uh, how did you get that out of here? And Chloe's like, you're right. <laughs> that just reminds me of the, uh, from stealing Harry when it, there was a whole discussion about kids and pictures and being able to identify them. Uh-huh. Like what the kid's trying to draw. Yeah. I I'm going to, that. I'm going to chalk a lot of it up to complex environment and she doesn't have a whole lot of fun drawing practice probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll get better. Mm-hmm. So that evening, Harry's overwhelmed by how much Chloe can talk about the four hours she spent in nursery school, but he enjoyed the chatter. And, and he's like, and we did this, and we did that, and that, and you know what? What? Megan Weasley said I was her best friend now. Mm-hmm. Really? She made a best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they played in the dress-up box, and they got to move their nap mats together for quiet time. So that was fun. Yeah. That's always and they fun. learned how to dis- how to spell December. December, because December is coming up before you know it. And they marched around following bright yellow chalk, and we all learned how to spell it be- because Miss Ginny knows everything. <gasps> <laughs> can I go back tomorrow? <laughs> yes, you can. I love nursery school. Mm-hmm. Eat your green beans, dear. <laughs> Kindergarten's fun. It is All fun. through about grade two or three, I could not understand my sisters being uh, grumpy no. about having when to go to school because school. school is great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until <laughs> it becomes not so much. But nursery school remember. is fun. Yeah. I don't remember what I thought about all of that. I mean, I went into preschool. I had two years of preschool before kindergarten. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, and now look at me. I'm out of education. <sighs> scary, scary stuff. So. And Chloe is getting another bedtime story, and she has a stuffed dragon. Aw, it's cute. <laughs> we move to Chapter 5, and Sirius is out leaning on a lamppost outside of the courthouse. And 
He watches in mild surprise as Harry storms down the steps, flanked by the horrors. And here come the reporters. Yeah, he's not very happy. Mr. Potter, what do you think of the verdict? Harry, Harry, look over here. Mr. Potter, do you feel your oars presented in a good case? And Harry's like, no, no comment. comment. <laughs> but but the part we you didn't say is, Harry, over here, tell us what you think of Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. How yeah. long do you have to write? <laughs> <laughs> or how explicit can I be? Yeah. yeah. So then Sirius kind of calls him over and they're all like, oh, Mr. Black, do you support your godson? And Harry hands no. him a piece of paper, and they both disapparate and, yep. and, and they head appear off to into a cafe, mm-hmm. a French cafe, apparently. Monsieur mm-hmm. Potter, you are always so prompt with your reservations. Yes. Thank you. My apologies. I'm a little preoccupied. And he's very upset because Draco got off the hook. Boo. And he was trying to send him to Azkaban, but it didn't work. And Harry's willing to finish him off personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and Sirius says, all right, so tell me about Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change the subject. I like that. I mean, Sirius recognizes, okay, yeah, no, you don't want to be doing this. However, he's an adult. Remind him of it. I like the, the tactic of remind him of his responsibilities that need to keep him grounded and not angry. Right. Basically everything he didn't do. Well, and it works, too, because mm-hmm. he wants to talk about Chloe. She's curious, and and that makes it a little hard, because sometimes she has questions that I don't have a clue about. And Sirius might want some coffee to go with his sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he doesn't like coffee at all. Can't blame I him. understand his feelings. They thought that he she might be a difficult child, because Dudley said she was difficult. She's not. Yeah, and apparently they're going to have a Christmas ball this year, which... It's a tradition that they used to have, but kind of fell in abeyance when Voldemort was doing his thing and hasn't come back yet. Uh, it's been about 30 years, apparently, yeah. wow. since they had one before. <laughs> so, I mean, even if you call that 28, I mean, that indicates that Voldemort was a problem for at least a couple years mm-hmm. before Harry was born. Oh, yeah. Well, it, we saw in book one that it had been 11 years that people were sort of frightened about things. <laughs> Harry wants nothing to do with this ball, but yeah. Sirius says, well, you're sort of kind of the man of honor. Yeah. Well, you and, and Dumbledore. Dumbledore are the guests yeah. of honor. Dumbledore would be upset if you weren't there. I hate these things. Yep. I win. I totally talked you into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he heads back to pick up Chloe, and apparently this is a painting day. Yes. So he now has <laughs> handprints on his robes. But that's okay. And she, and she has blue paint on her cheek. And she goes and gallops back to finish her painting. Harry says, ah, it's okay, I don't mind the paint. Next time I'll remember my smock as he admires Ginny's smock, which has lots of handprints on it. Mm-hmm. Wednesday and Friday are painting days, and mm-hmm. then play or drawing or any other art things. Art is always the last thing they do, I guess. Makes sense, especially if they're painting. Mm-hmm. Send the send the kid home with all the paint on them. <laughs> push them but through the push them through the push flu. them through the flu. Yes, <laughs> and Ginny has paint on her face, so he has to touch her. Ooh, ah. I think I got it. He wants to know how come there's no kids there. And she says, well, I always send them home by flu powder about five minutes early. 
most parents don't have a dual apparating license. Mm -hmm. How much did we know about apparating at this point? Not a lot. We hadn't heard that it was called side-along apparating yet. We didn't know the whole squeeze-through-a-tube thing. We knew that it existed, and I think we probably knew that it was a case of pop here and there. Yeah, we would have we would have seen the twins being able to do that at the beginning of the um, the World or, Cup. World Cup, yeah. yeah. The twins? Yeah. No. Yeah. I th or was that I in book five where they finally five. got theirs? Yeah, Percy could okay. do it in book four, and they couldn't yet, so they had to go with the rest of them to the Porky. That was it. Percy okay. was coming later. And then right. in book five, they're going, ha-ha, we can operate now. Yeah, and they operate I, up and down stairs. We probably yeah. knew enough, and we saw, and the Death Eaters popped into Little Hangleton. Mm -hmm. So Harry tells Ginny how much Chloe enjoys school, and Ginny blushes because she's trying hard to make it, but she still has a crush on him, and so she's trying to get herself under control because... You know, Harry's just feeling sorry for me. And he invites her to dinner. He and he says, kind of oh, has a crush on her, and he's not doing anything about it, because, you know, she's a, a widowed woman, and he shouldn't be... Uh, and it's his fault! Yes, it's oh, all his fault. <laughs> but he talks her into dinner, and Chloe runs over and says, I'm finished! Yay! Miss Ginny's going to have dinner with us! Double yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and then they're and they play Go Fish with uh, go fish. brooms and wands and spell books, mm -hmm. apparently. Don't know what the fourth suit is. And, and apparently, Harry is losing badly. Harry is not good at this game at all. I think a cauldron. A cauldron sounds oh, good. Oh, it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And then he, it's dinner time and he asks Chloe to pray and Chloe says, Good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. And Harry's completely mortified. <laughs> Well, Not that one, I bet the other one. <laughs> Next time. Oh, well. I wonder what he taught her. <laughs> no. I don't know. We don't get to find that out. Maybe we'll see it in another, another chapter. Another chapter. But, yeah, I think that's funny. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's Christmas time. It's and getting We close. didn't realize that it was actually that close to December yet, even though we knew they were learning it in the other chapter. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think there's been a, there's been a time pass since yeah. day yeah. one of school. Mm -hmm. And so, and they, Chloe gets to do her first magic because the the Christmas tree itself is, I I think, has sort of helpful charms mm -hmm. to in, invoke this. Some well, and it's a real you, tree. Yeah, they yeah. they magic it out of the forest and plant it right into the carpet. I love it. Mm -hmm. And if you stick your wand up against the tree and picture the ornament that you want, it'll make one on the tree. Mm -hmm. She tries and it doesn't work, but he says just concentrate and imagine it growing out of the tip of your wand and, and she makes an ornament. And yeah. So she I, starts making more and more of them. I kind of think that maybe while her eyes are closed, he kind of holds the end of the wand and helps her with the first one. That's just me thinking that. But while she's got her eyes Always closed and, and concentrating, I think he gives her a little bit of a boost. But then she's all on, mm -hmm. like going through all the... All the shapes, and I love it. Harry was really impressed when Chloe could make co complicated ones like he could. She mm -hmm. had no clue how to spell dodecahedron, but she could certainly make one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it, but that's okay. Dodecahedron. Thank you, dear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I learned from the Phantom Tollbooth. There you go. And she, when she's getting ready, they kind of are having a little time, and she says... I feel sorry for Dudley Jr. 
And Harry says, why? Because he doesn't get to make ornaments or have a big tree. I like Because mm-hmm. they're going to decorate the place. And they're yeah, even going to put a tree, tree in her room. That's about all they're going to do. The elves will do the rest. And then Dobby, appear, after he puts her to bed, Dobby appears with some wassail. He could tell that Harry was thinking about having something to drink. Uh-huh. And then Ginny shows up in the doorway because she forgot some papers. Yeah. And she can't get her lesson plans done without it. Mm-hmm. And he invites and her to stay and drink. Mm-hmm. But they're both really tense about the fact that Neville is the elephant in the room. Yeah. Well, the ghost of the elephant in the room. Something like that. And she... She leaves in a hurry, and he's just confused. Mm-hmm. What's going on? He doesn't get it. No, he and doesn't. And then chapter seven begins with Ginny visiting Neville's grave. Chapter, or chapter six, rather. Six. But okay. seven on the website, because, you know, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it really? Seventh, seventh page. It's titled chapter six, but it's the seventh web page associated with the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if we There's say some... chapter six, we can just mm-hmm. go with chapter six, since Sugar Quill both, sup- I mean, Sh- Sugar Quill supports prologues, mm-hmm. whereas if it was on fanfiction.net, we'd have to make the distinction. Right. Yeah. But it's apparently wow. either the next day or a different day because it's morning snow. Mm-hmm. And she's at the graveside and she finds... She's brushing off each line as she reads them. Mm-hmm. Neville A. Longbottom, loyal son, cherished grandson, beloved husband. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Algy, but mm-hmm. I don't know that we know that. Yeah. Uh, that makes you just sense. know that he has an uncle, Algy. Thank you. Yeah. And she's feeling that she's dishonoring him and that he would never have done this for her in her memory if she'd been the one that died and she apologizes. And she remin well, she basically she- reminisces has a fla- we have a flashback mm-hmm. when the Death Eaters came and and he she tried to apparate but there was an a spell preventing it and they have to get someone, anyone. Right. She pulls her cauldron out of the cooking fire, burns herself. There's hot soup all over the floor, and they're trying to. And she's trying to get this crimson powder into the fire. So it's clearly not flu powder. No, it's something special that will call the aurors. Given and to them by Dumbledore, and she's just putting too much in and screaming for Harry, and they're attacking Neville, and mm-hmm. and then Voldemort comes in. Yeah. How quaint, he hisses. They're fighting back. And she's screaming, Harry Potter, Harry! And Voldemort starts to laugh at her. Mm-hmm. And, and he points his wand at her and starts to say about a cadaver, and Neville uh, leaps across the room. Yeah, in yeah. front of her. And he embraced her at the same second she heard the last syllable. Mm-hmm. And, then and then Harry's Harry there, but he yeah, wasn't in time. Seconds later. It's too late. And then the... The last bit says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Matthew 5, 9. I also like the fact that the author got, kind of got this right, because Louis and James's gravestone had a verse on it also. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the ones in Godric's Hollows, what was it? Uh, the last enemy that shall be defeated is death. And yep. mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other grave gravestone had. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, but it was something that mm-hmm. was also very clearly from the Bible. And she's trying to, you know, get her feelings about Harry straight and everything. Because 
Harry had been Neville's good friend, and she doesn't want to go out on Neville and dishonor him, but he wouldn't want her to be unhappy. No. And she wants a sign. She says, Neville, I'm so confused. How could I forget you? I don't know what you want me to do. And as she says that, she says, give me a sign, anything. And there's Harry Potter. And he's come also to Neville's grave. He's brought a little poinsettia plant. And he puts it down and leaves quickly because he didn't want to interrupt her. But she yeah. takes that as the sign. Yeah. And then we switch to Harry's point of view, and he's gone to Ron's office at the ministry. Mm-hmm. He's worried about Ginny. Yeah. It seems a little weird. And distant. And, and well, he, go ahead. I love it. I, I'm going to skip past the rant for a moment. And Harry's just, because Ron is just yelling and turning pink. And you know what, Ron? I'm glad I have friends who can scream some sense into me. Well, <laughs> I'm also one of the few people who that is in all the presence of the great Harry Potter. As mm-hmm. if you need any more of that hero crap. <laughs> because Ron basically says, the basic gist of it is, dude, you have a saving people complex, cut it out. Pretty much. You don't, you don't know your what ifing, and my word, Ginny's alive. We don't know if that would have happened if you hadn't been there. Right. And, oh, by the way, are you going to this ball thingy? This Christmas ball? And Ron's like, of course! And Harry's like, I didn't want to go. And Ron's like, but you have to go. You're the guest of honor. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and you better go. And and yeah. and Ron's helpful, and he gives him good advice on what to do with Chloe. Yeah. Talk to Percy. Send him to send her to Megan's. That'd be great. Chloe'd love that. And it's like she could stay the night. How long is this thing? Oh, it goes into the wee hours of the morning. It's hard to imagine my parents partying until that time. Yeah. Or Snape. Or <laughs> Snape. <laughs> Oh, when you just had to bring him up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Snape is a total party animal. But yeah, well, he is. Yeah. He likes to so party. So this time, Harry pops over to the uh, the nursery school early, so there are still kids around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sees Megan, Megan and, and Chloe playing together, and Ginny's Trying in the middle half. of it. Mm-hmm. And she claps her hands twice and says, time for cleanup, and they all clean up. I want Ginny and my preschool. <laughs> my children don't clean up when I say that. Well, some of them do, but yeah. Yep. She tells them that when they come back on Monday, there's going to be a special announcement and that class is dismissed. And Chloe comes over with the puppet she made. And what a nice puppet it is. It is, but Harry and, doesn't know it's he, a girl puppet. So he goes, have a nice evening. Thanks, Uncle Harry. That is a girl puppet. Her name is Bernadette. <laughs> and she's like, have a nice evening. And, okay, your turn. Have a nice evening. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And he wants to know if Ginny's coming to the ball, and she says, nope, I've got work to do. You have fun. And so off they go. Yeah. And, and Chloe wants to know what ball. Terry mm-hmm. says, oh, there's this get-together thing. I have to go because they're talking about things that I did. And, I'd love to take you, but they don't let children's come. However, you can go over and stay with Megan for a while. And she's thrilled. A real slumber party. Mm-hmm. Yay! And so they apparate off to Percy's house to drop off Chloe later that evening. And he says, be good. And she says, I will. And she I'll says, miss you. don't eat all the candy. <laughs> so he might miss her. Or she might miss him. But yeah. yeah. And then he's got to figure out what to wear. 
I love it. Close your eyes, point randomly. Green. <laughs> okay, that works. Try and do something about the hair. Never mind. Won't matter. Nope. Boots. Time. All right, we're heading off. <laughs> and that is where we're wrapping things up for the evening. So I guess we'll get to find out what happens at the ball next week. Yes. So. I'm enjoying this. It's kind of fun. I've read this before, but I can't remember. Well, when we found it last year, we wrecked it on the thread, so you might have read it from there. No clue. It just, I but, recognize it. It's familiar. But Jenny yeah. as a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. I recognize Chloe's name and things like that, so I know I have read it. But Yeah. But I don't know if I ever necessarily finished it. Well, and like Trisha said, it's just a kind of a warm, fuzzy story. It's not so fuzzy. It's puke-worthy for Trisha's standards, so that's mm-hmm. good. And it's like one of the first fics she ever read, so she has very fond thoughts about it. Awesome. And it's, you know, I like seeing Harry as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing him being able to do for a kid that, the way he wanted someone to be able to do for him. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, as much as I hate the genre of Dudley has a kid and hates them, I like that. I like Harry's side of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do like it when Dudley is actually a regular human person which has mm-hmm. happened more often in fix since we got Deathly Hallows but uh. yeah or just you or maybe he's not thrilled with with the magic but it's his kid and yeah so hard to believe that I don't I don't get well a how did Dudley find somebody that is basically his mom oh wait well that yeah. probably, wouldn't probably be at their country probably club wasn't. or something yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't think that woman would be allowed in the country club. Uh, there is no, that. Not with that tube top on. Oh, not with that. With every single piece of clothing she was wearing was a different color. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was at least she's... all in the right color palette, like but, yeah. highlighter neon. Petunia wouldn't even wear that, though. I mean, that's... I mean, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Petunia let Petunia her... Petunia was actually stylish, even mm-hmm. though she was annoying. Yeah. She was a classy busybody. That's it. So. Classic, rather. I mean, I can't really call Petunia classy, but classic. Like, and I really think of movie Petunia more than I think of like a book, book Petunia. Petunia. Yeah. Because they always had Fiona Shaw looking very, very well put together. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think she probably was very well put together. Image appearance yeah, means everything. They were all about what everything. the neighbors would think. Yeah. So that yeah. was Vernon had to have the best car. And made sure he had his most boring tie every morning. Yep. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But that's about as much as I think any of us need to think about the Dursleys for this story. That's true. We're we're mostly done with them at this point, I hope. Although, if we're not, there I would will love be it. more growling. I would love it if uh, Dudley Jr. turns out to be magical, too, just because I think that would be funny. Then and it's what, like, make him... What's he going to do? Fix him. Fix him. Make him better. Yeah, not going to happen. Put him back. Well, it's a fun read. I'm liking it. I can't wait to see where where we're at next time because I can't remember. I know I read it too, but I don't remember what happened, so I'll look forward to that. And we'll uh I'm looking find to out. see where we're going. We next are going time. to we are going to well, the schedule says fourteen, so I'm gonna so to chapter thirteen. Well actually I think we need to go to chapter fourteen because we're only doing three, and I had it figured out we were going to do seven chapters each. So we're we're actually quitting a chapter early this time, but I know you guys didn't read further. I did, so but Scott. I think we should go to 14. So we'll do seven to 14, 
named chapters next time and then do 14 to the, the epilogue. Yeah. You mean 15 to ep- epilogue? 15 to epilogue. But Blue beans. For now, I think we should say goodnight. I'm going to go eat dinner because it smells really good. Excellent. It sounds go like a dinner. plan. Garlic is wafting over this way. I guess that's goodbye from me. And me. And me. And that'll wind up our episode of Potterfic Weekly this week. Good night, good afternoon, good day, whatever time you happen to be listening to this. Hope you enjoyed our coverage and come back next week for more. Yes. So, so long and thanks for all the fish. So long, <laughs> goodbye. Well, I'll be the same tonight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. We'll stick that in there. That would be good. <laughs> I guess it's towel day or something, or it was, or is. I have no idea. Do you know where your towel is? Yes. No. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.